You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Jeff Hawes. Jeff is Director of Content Marketing at Amplify, and Amplify is a SaaS company that provides brands with the insights that they need to provide great customer experiences through digital and social media. Jeff, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you. So we're going to talk today about a topic that's been in the news quite a bit recently and that I personally just find really fascinating. I think any any marketer would. And namely, it's AI and how AI is increasingly playing a bigger and bigger role in content marketing of all kinds, including B2B content marketing. I'm specifically referring to ChatGPT. That's the one that's kind of been making waves recently. And I was playing around with it the other day. I'd just love to start by just sort of getting your impression of all this stuff. Like, What was your reaction to ChatGPT and sort of all that that entails? Well, you know, I I think we've all been hearing kind of rumors or, or whispers for for years that hey, you know, writers, machines will eventually replace us all, and it all feels very sci-fi. When is it going to happen? Are we really going to to have our jobs replaced by by computers? And you kind of laugh at it, and you're kind of like, ah, oh, you don't they'll never do it. And then this thing comes out, and I think well, I have to try it. You know, how do I not dive in? Anybody can yeah. get in there and do it, and. So you start throwing questions and stuff at it, and and as you read it, you go, that that really isn't that isn't bad. That, that yeah. is not bad at all. And so I think there's some anxiety around some people with it. I think like there are some people who look at it and kind of go, should I feel threatened? And and that's I don't know. It's a little bit of the fun of it, but I think if, if we embrace it and, and we try to use it right, we can do a lot of cool things with it. Okay, so so let's drill down in, into all of this. I think starting with the first thing you said, you know, that is top of mind for a lot of people. When I messed around with it, I was I, I had played with some other AI writing apps before, like even just a few months ago, and I was like, okay, I can see how this can be useful, but I wasn't like, oh my god, you know, the Terminators are here to terminate all the copywriters. With right. ChatGPT, I was a little bit more like. Maybe the Terminators are here. It's, I'm not sure, but I came out of that experience thinking, boy, if I was a copywriter, I'd be, I'd be either concerned or ready to learn this technology and acknowledge that one way or the other, even if this doesn't replace human writers entirely, it's going to change how copywriters do their work as this technology keeps getting better and better, I mean, I, it's hard to imagine not using AI, at least in some way. So on the positive side of the ledger, I guess you could argue, well, it'll, it's like anything, you know, we used to use spreadsheets for everything. And now there's a lot of SaaS companies providing better solutions than the good old spreadsheet. And it's not like it put everyone out of a job, you know? So what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think copywriters, should be, but what, you know, what it's going to bring is it's going to make quality, clear, you know, reasonably good writing. It's not going to be very hard to produce. It's going to make it much cheaper and quicker to produce than it has been in the past. Mm -hmm. You're not going to need any training 
to be able to just write copy and it's going to get better. You know, it's not going to get worse from here. It's going to get better from here. It's going to be able to do that quicker and and more efficiently than even a well-trained copywriter, I I think even today. And so what what it's going to do is basically it is going to make that table stakes. Like you, you, you have to have good quality writing. There's no reason you, you can't. Anybody can do it. You don't need any training. You just need to be able to write a decent query, ask it a question, yeah. and it'll give it to you. But it's going to bring about value in other ways. You know, what is going to be the the currency going forward? If it isn't writing, if it isn't just the words that you're able to put onto a digital page, then what is the currency going to be? What is going to matter if that's not it? Yes. It's a great question. I mean, it raises these kind of big, almost philosophical questions, you know? Yeah. I mean, here, here's another way that I think about it, and I'd love to get your, your reaction to this, that it seems to me that there, like in, in B2B content marketing, there's at least one basic kind of tension, and that's on the one hand to produce content at scale so that you're operating like a media company, right? And just putting stuff out, you know, ideally every day something new, something, you know, keep keeping feeding the machine. Yeah. That's one impulse. On the other hand, and maybe this is kind of a more recent phenomenon, there's also a growing interest and maybe need for content that's unique and has a point of view and that stands out. Now, those two things seem to me to be somewhat in opposition. The, the more frequently you're producing stuff, the harder it is on average to create things that are unique and stand out, you know? And, you know, it, it makes it makes me wonder how the AI is going to play a role on all this, because stuff that's if, if we're talking about content that's like authentic and, you know, only Jeff Hawes could have written that, you know, that's so Jeff, right? Like having a tone of voice, that's something that a lot of people talk about is like very valuable. Publishing copy written by an AI would seem to be the antithesis of that in some important way, you know? On, but but what if though you could train an AI and I just assume you can to write like Jeff Hawes, you know, like over time, if you feed it enough information and samples, it could probably eventually do a pretty good job of sounding like you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. I think it complicates our whole notion of authenticity. I don't know where do you fall where do you fall on this? It does, but you know that that's somewhat where the the currency you hope lies is that if it's not just words, then it is that that personality or that credibility. That's where it's really going to matter because a lot of that does come to voice matters, but credibility and 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 that authenticity that that you have you you have a there's a face there there's a person this person is telling you I wrote this you trust me I have earned that over, you know, whatever amount of time I've earned that through my podcast. I've earned that through my, the videos I've shown you. I've earned that through my previous writing. I've earned that through the email newsletter I've been sending you. Like, you know who I am. And I'm telling you, like, my name is on it. My face is on it. I wrote this. And I think B2B companies have not been very quick to, over the years, in, in the way sometimes B2C have, of embracing kind of that personality, that individual. They all want to be about the brand. And, and we always yeah. have kind of been, 
we want our brand to be front and center. We want our brand to be what is being trusted and, and bring the credibility. But with this, you wonder if there's going to be more, more currency and more value in the individual, even at a B2B company, because that individual can stand up and say, I wrote this. I am giving you my personal perspective. This isn't coming from a chat bot. This is from yeah. my experience over 20 years of doing this. I'm sharing with you what I think and how this can help you. And you wonder if if that may be something that, that comes out in the future where even B2B companies are either nurturing that kind of personality in-house and make bringing somebody to the, to the front center to be kind of the face, or if they even go out and find someone who's already kind of established and bring them in under their umbrella. And, and you do wonder, you know, can you, as a B2B brand, can you kind of usurp someone's credibility without them losing it? Does it make more sense to nurture it in-house? Do we have to not just create the content, but to create the people who are creating that content? Yeah. Or, you know, take a look around and say, okay, well, what people do we have? Yeah. And how can we get them out there? Sort of not, not as spokespeople for the brand, but as individuals who, who work here, but yep. are their own personality. Like, and, and I think on LinkedIn, there's a lot of chatter about this and, some of the more prominent LinkedIn influencers, for lack of a better word, talk about this. There, one guy in particular who comes to mind is a fellow named Steve Watt. He's been on this podcast, and we did a whole conversation just exactly about this. And his mantra for years now has been, you know, LinkedIn has changed. It's people do not go on there to hear from the brand. In fact, those posts get very little engagement. They go on there to hear from people like Steve and, and other individuals who have something to say to everyone else, not again, not as a brand ambassador, but just as a person who's interested in B2B marketing or sales or whatever. So I think that's, that seems to be already happening on LinkedIn. And I want, and, and but it just, I guess it makes me wonder how, like what role AI might even play in that because I spend quite, I do that, you know, I'm posting on LinkedIn pretty much every day. And I prepare a bunch of posts and all that. And it takes a lot of time and effort. Mm -hmm. And I played around with the chat GPT and I'm like, could this thing help me write those posts? Maybe. Yeah. Do I want to do that? I'm not sure. But it's tempting. I, I got to say, it's very tempting. It seems like it could save me a whole lot of time. But but then I'm also like, but then does, does it defeat the whole purpose of being yourself on LinkedIn? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on what your goals are. Like, yeah. do I need to write these posts in my voice or am I just trying to kind of use LinkedIn as a platform to get myself in front of people and potentially to get recruited for jobs or for whatever? And, and I, I could tell, I think we could tell ChatGP right now to, hey, write me five LinkedIn posts about B2B marketing and what might come forward in 2023 or something like that. Yeah. And it would spit out a few pretty solid things, probably yeah. close to as good as you would do if you sat down for 45 minutes and, and tried to knock them out. I I actually went on ChatGPT earlier and I I asked it to, I, I said, you know, tell me to or get some ideas on how to use itself. How do you use ChatGPT for mm. B2B marketing? And it, I, it came back with five answers. 
Use ChatGPT to generate personalized email subject lines or email bodies for lead generation campaigns. Use ChatGPT to create targeted social media posts or ad copy. Input information about your target audience. ChatGPT can generate content that resonates with them. Generate ideas for blog posts or other content marketing pieces. You can input a topic or keyword, and I will generate ideas for blog post titles, outlines, and even do the whole post. It's suggested mm-hmm. to generate chatbot conversation scripts for customer service mm-hmm. and to generate ideas for webinars or other virtual events. So, I mean, I, it, it, it's even like that self-awareness is kind of interesting because mm. it, it can even like I'm asking it about itself and it's yeah. able to like go in and go, oh, yeah, here's how you can use me. Right. Which I suppose is really not that different from, you know, an ally like Siri. You know, Siri, yeah. tell me all the things you can do. And Siri, well, I can do these five things. The, there seem to me to be some clear and fairly obvious limitations to something like ChatGPT. Like, for example, if I wanted to turn our podcast episode into a blog post, I don't think I could prompt ChatGPT to say, turn my conversation with Jeff into a blog post because it wouldn't know what that is, right? Like that. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a way, I wonder if there's a way, if I could, you know, if I created a, well, actually I might try this as an experiment, create a quick automated transcript of our conversation, which I do normally anyhow, feed it into chat GPT and maybe even send it the audio file or something. I don't know if it can process audio files and then say, write a blog post based on this. Yeah. What would happen? I guess maybe I'll try it and find out. I mean, well, I guess I'm searching for like what are the obvious limitations right now to and, and well I thought I had one but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What do you think? What are the obvious limitations? Limitations. Well, yeah, I mean it's a good question. Obvious limitations are or not or or not obvious ones. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, can can it can it, and, and and you know, I think one of the things I thought about was can it write product copy? And mm-hmm. I think maybe not. In fact, I, I tried it. I put in, mm-hmm. I asked it to write a description of one of Amplify's products. Get, give me some copy for, for a web page. And what it sent back to me was coherent and, and, and it did sound like marketing copy. I, I said, you know, appeal to executives at, at, at large mm-hmm. companies and, and how this product, and I, I named the product, named our company, the product shop stream and, and asked about it. And it, it gave me very marketing language, but mm-hmm. very nonspecific about the product. Like it didn't talk yeah. about any of the, of the real things it does. It was very general and generic talking about how it can help marketing leaders do get better ROI and blah, blah, blah. Like very, very generic copy. Sounded like the copy somebody might write if they were a pretty good copywriter, but they didn't actually know what our product did. And they yeah, like, right. I'm going to write very generic copy. And so that might be a bit of a limitation. Product, like hardcore product copy about your product right now. I'm not sure if it has the the chops to be able to go into your website, figure out specific product specifications, what it does, how it works, that kind of thing, and produce something that you would really want to run that would be in your company's kind of language, the way you talk about it, and it would actually be specific enough to speak to 
um, a, a potential customer. So that may be a limitation, at least today, but I don't know if that'll be a limitation a year from now. Yeah. Because in a way, that actually sounds like a, a great use case for AI. Like you could build a whole company just around that, right? AI <laughs> yeah. product marketing writer. And I and I mean, I imagine it would be something like you can purchase from what, you know, if you if there was such a company, purchase like the AI engine or something or access to it. And mm-hmm. we'll send us all of, you know, send us every file you have on your, all the information yeah. you have on your products. And we'll feed it in. We'll train the AI. It takes however long it takes. Now the AI has been trained on your products and you can give it a prompt like, okay, write, you know, write 300 words about this product and emphasize the following attributes. And, oh, by the way, the audience is this and write it in the style of X. I mean, you know, once it's been trained and had a chance to learn, it kind of seems like maybe it would be able to do that. It does. And it brings up like, would a company in, in Amazon or you know, a big company with the resources to do it, would it be worth developing their own sort of AI and, and going there and yeah. having something that, that they could then use and have that trained specifically for them and, and what they're doing? One of the good things about it is it, from a copywriting perspective, it can strip away the subjective. You know, one of the things I've always mm-hmm. said about B2B content writing, you've got the longer form stuff, the the blogs and white papers and that kind of thing. And then you've got short, snappy writing, headlines, email copy, subject lines, that kind of thing. And they're very different. And, you know, where whereas the blogs and the white papers and stuff often have kind of a structure to them. And you can kind of say, oh, this looks and sounds like a blog post. This looks like a guide or a white paper. The shorter content isn't really like that. There, there's a lot of subjectivity up front, whereas it is very objective on the back end. Very easy to test email copy, test subject lines, do A-B testing. You can figure yeah. out, hey, did that work or did it not work? We can look at the numbers. We can we can put it right up against each other. Harder to do that with blog posts. Yeah. You can't really A-B test a blog post. You've got to figure out what KPIs matter to us. How do we want to measure it? More difficult, but with a... a, a a link and embedded link in an email or the copy there, like you can look at click, click through ratio and you can go, okay, like, yeah, that one was better than that one. Yeah. Uh, but there's so much subjective up front because it's very hard to, to say with any certainty that this combination of eight words will work better to get clicks than this combination of eight words. And two people yeah. can sit there and go back and forth and argue over it. You know, I like this word better. I think we should switch it to that word. And you can go back and forth all day if you want to. But with this, it could strip away a lot of that subjectivity, a lot of that that back and forth. You can plug this in and go, hey, give me five subject lines to, to talk about this. And we look at them and, and pick a couple and then test them. And I think it can get kind of people out of the, out of their own way a little bit. I think you can get stuck in your own head and trying to figure out just, oh my God, what's the perfect combination of words? Well, yeah. let's let the AI kind of do what it does and and then let you know let the back end play out as it is. If you can if you feel like you can trust it and and you can run with it, you may be able to produce a lot more subject line, a lot more email copy and that kind of thing quicker that that may kind of give you an end around around some of the the challenges that come with just getting something through the the red tape and get it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 
I mean, I think especially if you're a writer that maybe has trouble getting started or, you know, you experience mm-hmm. writer's block. I mean, yeah, you can definitely see how this thing could just get you going and then you take it from there or, you know, it's and it's not like whatever the AI writes is you can you can't change it. Right. You know, it can write something and you can repurpose it. Well, th- this is fascinating. I mean, I could talk all day long about this mm-hmm. stuff. I feel we could yeah. just go on and on, but I don't want to keep you any longer, Jeff. Thank you so much for your time. This is a really great conversation. But before we go, how can people connect with you? Yeah, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. Easy to find there. And my email, jeff.halls.info.com. I'd love to hear from anybody. Anybody that thoughts on AI or chat GPT or anything else marketing related. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated by this topic. I, I think it's really interesting and, and, and new and fresh. And I'm really trying to, to be on the side of, hey, we, we could be intimidated and we, we could feel threatened by technology like this, or we could be excited and think about what are the possibilities for it and how can we use it and, and make our jobs easier and, and make us better at it. And I choose to be excited and always thinking about, you know, how can we make this make us better? How can we use this tool in a better way? So I'd love to talk to anyone about this stuff or anything else marketing related. Yeah. Look me up on LinkedIn or, you know, shoot me an email anytime. I, I love to hear from people. Okay. Great. Well, folks, we'll put a link to Jeff's LinkedIn in the show notes. So Jeff, once again, thank you so much. Really, really cool conversation. Yep. Thank you for having me. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.